Alrighty, episode 10 of Anime for Trash Dwellers Double Digits. We are talking about the first season of Ensemble Stars. Alrighty, so Tommy Ensemble Stars, another idol anime. Woo! It is set in a special idol academy, with our protag group even voiced by half the members of Quartet Knight. They aren't even high in the fact that this is a massive Utapri riff off. It's nice. This anime starts with a performance that's animated normally and not in 3D. What a nice surprise! Okay, our main group has four members and they're actually introduced properly enough that I can introduce them to you right now instead of four episodes later when they get their character-centric episode. So there's the cool, calm, class president who's voiced by Camus. There's the one with glasses who isn't actually smart and who can't talk to girls, voiced by none other than Shotaro Moribukubo. Spelt show for showbiz. <gasps> this is his first appearance on this podcast so far. In case you couldn't tell from his name, he has a very distinct nasal and loud voice and generally voices some of the more irritating anime characters out there, such as Reiji from Court at Night. It is so bizarre hearing this loud, obnoxious, nasal voice acting all shy because he can't talk to girls. Like, he'd be more suited to our lead. He's a massive dumbass and I can't remember his full name, but it starts with Ake. So when he gets bullied, he gets called the cute name Aho Ake. Because in an idol anime, even when a character is made fun of for being real dumb, it's still gotta be cool. And then there's the cool laid-back member, who you'd think would be voiced by Shotaro-chan, but instead is voiced by one of the calmest anime characters I know, Eren Yeager! Who is in a different class from the other characters, because Eren Yeager got that titan money. He doesn't need to be a prominent character in idol anime anymore. And this, just keeping itself really different from Utapri, is a harem. Our protagonist of this series is Transfer Student. I have never felt so sorry for a harem protagonist. I'm calling her Transfer Student for the pure fact that none of our fucking boy band boys even considered asking this poor girl for her name. She has applied for the hastily put together production course, which she doesn't realise until she walks in on the boys practising, means she's just lumped in with the idol course. Class's president Chan explains to her, since the school's focus is on male idols, you'll be the only girl amongst all these boys. I hope you won't have trouble fitting in. <laughs> the homeroom teacher walks in. Cue, exhausted and shady high school teacher stereotype. See, he comes in wearing a lab coat, but these guys have explained so little about how this school works, I don't even know if they teach science here. Maybe he's just wearing it so he won't get a cold. He hands transfers to Yin-chan all her school books, because apparently this school is so unorganised they couldn't even give this girl her school books before school started. Aaron Yeager earned his meal from his three lines and buggers off to his actual class. We miss most of that class and go straight to break where class president Chan is bribing transfer student to go on a tour of the school with them. But dumbass Chan and Shotaro are all mad because he's using bribing techniques he uses on other people. Here is the thing. This girl has literally just arrived at this school and has no idea what's going on. She doesn't need bribing to go on this school tour. Then dumbass Chan has the nerve to ask her for money? 
He asked his girl for money before he even asked her what her name was. They're in the cafeteria and there's only one other guy there. And he's got all this sauce from his spaghetti on his face and it's really gross. I think transfer student goes to say something, anything, and gets cut off. And this happens like three times. Just come on. Can we learn anything about this girl? Like why she wanted to do the production course? If she even likes idols? What her fucking name is? Anything. Then we get to Dreefresh. There is literally a whole other idol franchise called Dreefez. Is there anything original about this anime? So Dreefez is where students perform slash fight each other. Class President Chan goes to the effort of explaining the ranking system from the original app this show is based off of just to go, but none of that matters, only the shit ones participate. Our first fighter performs a really lame rock song called Lone Wolf. Then our second guy, he was the one eating spaghetti for lunch and his face is still dirty. That is absolutely disgusting. I don't want an idol that can't perform the bare minimum hygiene care. Get that filthy cunt away from me. They use this as an excuse for him to borrow a hanky off of transfer machine chan, but it's still gross. And this guy doesn't even perform. He just goes straight to bashing the living crap out of this guy. The guitar wolfman one goes flying into the audience and lands straight on top of poor transfer student Chan. Then the cops come, and by cops I mean the evil school president and his sidekick, the evil girly Chan character. Then class president Chan explains, as this right, I should call him exposition Chan, explains that even though the school is for idols, it only favours the chosen ones over the other losers like them. Do they mean kids who made it on a scholarship over those whose rich parents forked out the money for them to go even if they weren't necessarily talented? And that the school does dish out a lot of successful idols but that they're mean? That's all he says about them, that they aren't very nice. I don't know what that means but okay, I'm sure this will be explained more as it goes along. The boy band running around with Transfer Chan and Aaron Yeager arrives in the nick of time to show them where the infirmary is. Because apparently the other three guys didn't know where it was. And as Transfer Chan is lying unconscious, unable to stand up for herself, Exposition Chan states, Man, women really are of a weak disposition. Girl had a teenager land on her. A 56 kilogram one, as was mentioned in his wrestling style introduction. And that doesn't include the weight of his guitar. Of course she's been knocked about. You would have been too, you little pussy. Episode 2. There's just a shot of this guy watching last week's performance on his phone whilst chilling in a coffin. Since watching What We Do in the Shadows, I no longer trust people in coffins with images of other people. Transfer student Chan is in the office with the seedy teacher who's like, yeah, I'm not even a teacher. I'm trained in sports science, yo. As if this school can get any dodgier, how has this girl not walked out in disgust? Our poor protagonist, who still doesn't have a name, is once again strung along by the little boy band, and they're once again talking about their REVOLUTION! Like, calm down. You are like 16. Save it when the Japanese government goes AWOL. Aaron Yeager is part of the evil school council, but he isn't evil like the rest of them. One of the evil council members, obviously the most evil one, tells Girl Chan he shouldn't eat snacks whilst working. 
But when is he gonna eat snacks? You'd rather this poor child starve? Maybe I should be behind this revolution if it's stopping these hats being in control. The little boy band's walking along and Damas-chan drags them into an empty auditorium where his friend's cleaning up. This friend of his, he sings one line. One line, and I swear to Christ, half of the notes are off tune. Then Damas-chan like, of course I heard him singing because I love his singing voice. Which is either bullshit the rise of this series chucked in, or it's because he's so dumb he has no sense of pitch. Then this new character introduces himself as being a bit slow, and I'm like, oh, so that's why you guys are friends, got it. Our nameless protagonist gets stolen by, oh my gosh, obnoxious, loud, red-headed, identical twins. Yay, I love it. She was stolen by Vampire-chan from the opening, and he's such a powerful idol that the student council can't touch him, so therefore they want him for the revolution. And he wants to steal Nameless-chan as his producer. And not once does he ask her her name. The little boy band proves they're worthy via a song. During it, the twins were bopping up and down, and yeah, it's cute. Afterwards, producer-chan, to the surprise of many, Wants to stay being the producer for this group of little shits who talk over her, who put her in harm's way, and you haven't even asked her what her fucking name is. Who is this pushover? Vampire Sun organizes training for them. Fucking, I don't know, the bled, dead, cunt one goes with the twins to get a personality. His training involves him trying to do stand-up. Like, I get it. It always helps if an idol's funny. But they don't have to be funny to succeed. Shou Taro-chan goes with the crazy rock man from last episode to grow some balls. Now, this apparently happens via tying him to a bungee cord and kicking him off a building. He will either succeed or finish training as a PTSD mess. And Damashan just chilling with a producer since Vampire Sun described him as a genius who needs to learn to blend better. I don't know how he thought anything about this stupid child was intelligent. Now, we get to see the performance today, which they kindly show us as a gacha game diagram of how the strength levels of the cards, I mean performers, sorry, run. And Damas's little friend there with his little boy band, and they're all little and cute and in sailor uniforms. And one of the members is like, Thanks for doing your part-time job so that we can afford these outfits. Like, God, oh, this is so wholesome. They perform against the evil boy band who have a nice CG-style performance reminiscent of King of Prism. Not quite as nice, but they do interject it a bit with bits of animation, which is nice too. It's like a traditional Japanese-style rock song mix. But since they perform first, and they were who all the fans were going to see, they all left so that no one was there to see the Sailor Boys perform. Their group is called Rabbits. Their leader is a third year, but he's looking like a first year. Little flat singer child worked hard to order their adorable outfits. It gets to me. The rise of this series are smart. Usually when something sad happens in an idol show, I can give less of a crap. But in this one, it means I missed out on cute boys performing in their sailor outfits. I could have had that if it weren't for the evil school council. So, I'm now all for the revolution. <laughs> Just gonna say, 
There was one song they played in the background of a scene, totaling the amount of songs in this episode to three! Three whole songs, Mary Jesus! Did you hear that, Love Live, and your song every three fucking episodes? Three in one episode! Just try that, punks! Episode 3. Even the side characters have names but not Yu-Chan. Gets a letter in her locker, rivaling her to a match in the dojo. Kunt is gonna bash the living shit out of her. But he doesn't. It's that disgusting spaghetti sauce kid again and I'm feeling triggered. And it's revealed that this big buff karate master does embroidery. Haha, <laughs> three-dimensional characters are so funny. And he states he has to make his unit's idol outfits because it's important to wear clothes made by someone who loves you. Do this. No only fans are allowed to make idol outfits. Taemin gonna be performing on stage in a wonky G-banger. Plus, I really feel this. I'm sure the poor Chinese lady in the sweatshop who made my jeans really gave a crap about whether or not my ass looked good in them. Now. Now we're back to the confusing part. So the next battle coming up with the OP Evil School Council group is said to be a fairer match than their last battle because the audience is now also open to the general public. Because the last match was only open to people attending the school and all the people in the audience were girls. And there was another scene of female students at the school. But I thought there weren't any girls at this school and that's why producer Chan is so special because she's the only one with a vagina. I guess that's why they didn't have to give her a name. They just go, hey, there's Boilish Chan and they know who you're talking about. But that's not the case. I guess she's the only girl in the entertainment part of the school, which is kind of sexist if that's the case. Uh. There's a nice info drop about the school council's rise in power. And it was to turb the violence at the school. Yeah, how can making school safe to attend be a bad thing? Because there's no rabbits performance, that's why! Episode 3 was where they decided to let their budget kick in and Aaron Yeager has like more than three lines. Shotaro is a failed model and one of his modeling friends is like, You're useless. Go back to being a piece of meat again. Though he doesn't say the word model, he says the word gravure. See? I'm not sure if male Gravia models just lounge around in skin-coloured bikinis like the chicks do, or if it's like every other facet of the entertainment industry, where women gotta be 100% sexy and men gotta be, like, seven. So a male Gravia model could be the exact same as a male model in regards to tameness? Who knows? Anyway, Shotaro don't want to be ogled at anymore because he has talent. Then cool, sexy, gothic group perform, and yeah, end of ep which had a different ending song by the goth group, meaning two songs this episode, yay. Episode four, it starts with a flashback of them in a park at nighttime, meaning as a group for the first time. They're all being lame asses, so dumbass Chan comes along and is like, liven the fuck up, nerds. And he even brings a dog along to start the party. And that's the end of the flashback. If you understand what the fuck went on, or if at any way at all added to your understanding of the story, please let me know. I am so lost here. So we see the boys rehearsing and they go, Hey, Anzu chan what you got there? And they point to the producer and oh my god, she has a name! Bitch has a name and they used it! Oh my god! 
not at school, guys. It only took them till the fourth episode to actually treat her with the most basic form of respect. So, after one sewing lesson with the gross spaghetti man, she's able to completely sew four complex idol outfits. Domas's friend from Rabbits comes in and he gives them a big hug and I'm like, hmm, yes, this is why I watched this show. So, I think it's a continuation of the performance from last week's episode, where the evil school council thought it was only going to be them and the cool rockish band group. But there's actually another two groups performing. And the characters discuss the complicated game mechanics from the original Rhythm as to why this means Trick Star, the main characters group. And yes, it is spelt star as in superstar will win. Like, I don't get it or care about any of it. All I know is that they'll win. And who's the next group but my favourites, the annoying red-headed twins. Why, Oran? Why did you have to create this new frustrating stereotype? Sure, they're hilarious, but honestly, they're some of the least funny characters of the Oran cast, with only Kyoya, that rapist, being less funny. But look at the monsters it has created! After that performance, they introduce Trickstar, and they don't introduce Shotaro. He has to introduce himself. Where some rando responds, ah, yes, that makes him the dumb comedy guy of the group. Okay. I know Shotaro usually plays that character, but this kid being funny and that he's too embarrassed to introduce himself. And as Kotaku would know, that's bad. Unless they're a cute anime character and then it's okay. It's not making fun of mental health, then it's cute. Seriously, Damas chan the stupidest member, make him the comedy guy. They're introduced as the rebellious group because nothing fits better than Rebellion and an ultra-commercialized and controlled idol group that have to behave to make profit. They perform, and someone has to stay on stage to represent the group whilst the voting's being done. I mean, on all the K-pop shows, all the members just stay on stage so that they're all hustling one another to be seen on camera, but whatever. And who do they pick but formerly nameless producer Chan, even though she obviously doesn't want to be on stage. Okay. Just because you finally learned her name doesn't mean you can treat her like shit again. That wasn't a favour, that was bare minimum politeness. The MC introduces himself as one of the Rabbits members, and one of the rockish guys goes, Ah, how cunning, name dropping his group. Th there is nothing cunning about that. If anything, it's just how this guy automatically introduces himself on stage without even thinking about it. And oh look, Trick Star 1, hooray. Erin goes back to work at the student council afterwards. At night time? The head school council guy is talking to this guy. You know, I only hired Gelchan because he's part of your ship. The school council president saying it's okay that Trickstar bet his group with the more interesting and unique concept. And the principal walks in going, No, you're a fucking failure now! Then Trickstar and Anzu-chan, oh my gosh, I got to call her by her name, it's so exciting, are out at their nighttime hangout from said flashback, and oh no, the biggest and therefore most evil idol in the school returns. In the ending credits, there's the line in the song they're singing, Don't be cool! Oh, don't worry boys, I'm never cool. 
Episode 5. Episode 5 is just what we need. A flashback. We just reached a new arc in the story with the evil top idol returning. And they think now would be a good time to slow down the pace a bit? And you're probably thinking, oh, it's one of the main characters. Hey, maybe it's even a whole episode dedicated to producer Chan so that we have a chance to actually know what type of personality she has. And hey, maybe she'll even have a line of dialogue without getting interrupted. And I reply, oh no, my friends, for it's about the leader of rabbits. So honestly, I can't complain. Oh yeah, because the spelling for this group's name is R-A asterisk B. I-T-S. But one time the subtitle forgot the B. Like, oh no, a swear word better censor that. Nothing more offensive than a rabbit. So, in the flashback, it's before the evil school dream fest system had come into play. And Rabbit's leader is instead in a group called Valkyrie. And it's that stylized Victorian era clothing and their songs have that heavy piano villain vibe to them. Like, great shit. And all the members can actually sing, which is nice. But then one of them can't voice act, so go figure. So their leader is this controlling creep who's carrying around the type of doll you'd find left over in a house after everyone died in some horrific murder. So, Rabbit's leader used to have, as a character put it, the soprano of an angel. Like, calm down, buddy. But he doesn't have that anymore. So all Valkyrie songs use pre-recordings of his voice before puberty. And as a result, he's all depressioned. I mean, it could be worse. He could have been castrated to keep his apparently angelic-like voice. So he's so sad that he can't talk. And he goes to the Darrow science teacher who's like, Hmm, this shouldn't happen until you're older. Older? Do you mean puberty? A thing that occurs in teenagers, aka him? It's interesting. Usually anime is very black and white about who's good and bad. But in this, they kind of show that creepy leader's in the wrong because he's too controlling and critical on his members, but at the same time, he loves them dearly and he's open to compromise if they just make the effort to discuss it with him. The third member who can't voice act has a little friend with the hots for the bland middle-aged school principal. I don't think I've seen this since Juno, but I guess there's at least one teenager out there who likes that. Flashback episode ends and oh my god, the ending song is a rabbit song! <laughs> there is the line, I am so small, I run on heart flutters, or something like that. And they're all so cute. And in every still of each member, they're jumping just so that you can see their midriff because they know what the creeps want. And the next episode is a part two. Yes, they have, they have a two-parter flashback right when the new boss arrives. But hey, if I get that cute rabbit's ending a second time in the row, I'm a happy camper. Episode six. The new Dreamface system is fucking Valkyrie over because you need to be a popular group to get the fans to vote for you. Even though it's already been established that they're a really popular group, we even see a cut of their video being performed at the Shibuya Crossing. Leader Chan getting his voice checked again and the CD science guy's like, Your voice broke when you were 12. I don't know what's going on. So two other Rabbits members, Damas Chan's friend and Damas's Chan's friend's friend, are having a phone call and DA's friend's friend's like, So you still don't know which high school to go to? 
Because I have a good idea. And he's just staring at these two uniforms. Like, he's giving his friend no choice. He's already got the uniform. Or it could be the crazy scenario that this kid needs more than one school uniform. The evil creepy doll leader guy of Valkyrie passes out in the hallway and is carried to the nurse's office by the disgusting spaghetti sauce guy. And I'm like, huh? You guys gay together? When was this established? And the answer was in the 20 second flashback within a flashback that occurred. Valkyrie are on to perform against the most popular group. Fine. And their evil man leader, aka the guy who randomly appeared as a cliffhanger in episode 4 that we still know nothing about. And who sneaks in but those two other rabbits members. And that's what the evil films were for. So they didn't have to pay to get in. But he did hire someone to make them, which possibly cost more than a ticket. But anyway, they watch a Sleeping Beauty play. And they're like, wow, Sleeping Beauty was so pretty. Yeah, and a guy. And they run into Lita-chan and they're like, wow, that's a pretty girl cross-dressing as a guy. Wow, so many cross-dressers at this school. We gotta attend. Valkyrie's performance is going great, but then the sound switched off. <gasps> but we all assume it's an accident because, I mean, accidents happen, right? But Lita-chan finally sings, hooray! Still, the performance is shit because they're up against the evil boy band member. The cunt even whispers to Dole Man, I just knew you'd perform like that. And crushes Lita-chan's bracelet that's on the ground. And yet it's still acted like it's a mystery as to what caused the sound to be cut. After the performance, Damas' little friend is sold. He goes to this school and his friend then states, my friend favorite line in the anime and we'll earn money and no longer be poor you would literally earn more money working at a macca's mate fuck get a job at a company Dolman just has a fucking breakdown and becomes a hikikomori end of his story Valkyrie on indefinite hiatus and i have no fucking clue what happened to their irrelevant third member it's revealed Sleeping Beauty Chan is one of the eccentrics, like that vampire guy and the evil man. And his friends with Dolman. And once he starts talking, you're like, oh, that's why they're friends. Because they're both pedos towards little boys. Basically, he grabs up all the leftover kids or two shit for other boy bands into rabbits. Oh, that's why rabbits are cutesy and show their midriffs. It's because they were formed by a pervert. And Sleeping Beauty also mentions, You know, that sound failure during the Valkyrie performance was no accident. What, really? Oh gosh, you're telling me that one character who hasn't said anything that wasn't evil yet in the series sabotaged their performance? No. And the fourth little brunette in Rabbits is never introduced. He just in the group. No sad backstory for him. And more rabbits ending. They even say pion pion in the song. <gasps> Something I realized this week, because the Dreamfest system is obviously based off the app's rhythm gameplay. But in this world, it's treated as an evil rig system. So the anime just completely riffing on the game it's based off of and at the end of the day is an advertisement for? After last week's episode, I looked up and rabbits actually have an album out. And if you buy the deluxe edition with a photo book, and an acrylic stand, I'm a cheap bitch for an acrylic stand, and a DVD, it only puts you back $70 without shipping, fuck! And the normal version, which comes with just a CD, is $50 without shipping, fuck! This album only came out a year ago and it's already being treated as a rare collector's edition. 
episode 7. Let's go! We are back to the main plot, people. And if you have forgotten it like I have, <laughs> Trickstar won against the evil student council. Now, everyone's trying to poach their producer and girl, just fucking go for it. Go to a group that won't take multiple episodes to learn your name or talk over you all the time or continue to put you in risk of bodily harm. Literally any one of these groups will be better than them. And that's it for Producer-chan for the rest of the episode. Bye, bitch! Man, this episode lacks so much rabbits, it's so boring. I miss them. Trickstar are summoned by the student council, and who is their head but the new evil boy band member? Like, I kind of just assumed it was the green-haired Magane evil guy they've been going up against. Like, sure, maybe somewhere along the way they mentioned he was the vice president, I forgot, whatever. And Gilchan all over Evil Man. I'm pretty sure he was being shipped with someone else a couple of episodes ago. Little slut. Evil Man like, right, I'ma move y'all into different successful groups. The word here is successful. Meaning rabbits is not even mentioned. This is already a terrible idea. Then Evil Man pulls out 100 million yen to convince a shittier high school idol unit to split up. What is happening? Then he goes, Dumbass-chan, I heard you liked money. What? What type of statement is that? Everyone likes money. It's not like Dumbass-chan being posted on his Facebook that his interests are money. Rabbits is where all the poor fucks are. Give them your money. He guilt trips. I don't know. The bland, boring member. Like, I gave him a stupid name and I can't remember. His parents are a famous island actress giving this evil man the A-OK to move their son into a different idol group. Oh my gosh, I would have been so embarrassed if the evil man told everyone he asked my parents for permission. The evil man's evil boy band perform. Fine! Gilchan's in the group when evil man's giving the rundown on the members. For him, he just goes, he's kinda shit. But hey, he's cute. After that, they discuss that there's a nationwide idol competition and to decide who gets to compete in this contest, they have to perform in an SS-level performance. Yay, more mobile rhythm game mechanics, my favourite. And at the end of the ep, Damas chan like, Yeah, we're the anime protagonists. We're gonna win this competition and win so many gems to buy more gacha cards with. And the kid with famous parents just like, No, I won't be probably. And probably won't the other members either. I can't remember the exact wording for the sentence in the subs, but it definitely had the word probably in the sentence twice, separated by only one word. This subber did not give a fuck. They were probably waiting at home thinking, gosh, I can't wait to translate the next episode of Dr. Stone just to be stuck with this garbage. And who appears around the corner during this tense convo? But producer-chan! Oh my god, she has a whole true scenes in this episode. What a record. Jeez, who knows? Maybe next episode she'll get to say a whole line of dialogue and only gets interrupted once. At the end of this ep, I realized that I really enjoy the songs in this series. I think it's a combination of all the groups having different gimmicks so that you get different styles of song, but also just that they're pretty good. I mean, most idol anime, they're kind of bland pop songs and it's what you expect. Well, when it's got just a little bit more going for it, it's a nice touch. Episode 8. What a 
boring slog of an episode. It's the get the band back together episode. It starts with a flashback, yay, of Trickstar's first performance, where they're all chucked together randomly because they're in the shit level stage of this app game. It also explains that out of our four protagonists, two of them have famous idol parents. How the fuck am I supposed to root for these guys and get behind a revolution when literally all they have to do is go, yo dad, let me sign on to your record label and done, they famous, end of story. I forgot to mention last app, there's a cute little ninja boy who has purple hair, talks in a squeaky voice and ends all his sentences with Gozo. Just giving him a shout out because he's cute and I like that boy. So back to present, a ninja boy and his ninja gang help to convince Dumbass Chan to bring the band back together. And producer Chan gets her own custom made Trickstar outfit so that she can help them make up numbers on stage if that's what it comes to to get them to perform. Which, by the way, she doesn't even get to say that. She just stands there in uniform whilst one of the ninja boys explains everything. It is so jarring to see an anime girl in actual clothing. Like, they cover up everything. And they aren't super tight and girly, you know? She wears a wrestler mask so that when they perform, people won't recognize her. Even though it has massive holes for the eyes and mouth. And her hair sticks out. Yeah, no one will recognize her. Well... The amount of airtime and line she's had and the fact that no one can be fucked learning her name, hey, it probably is enough to hide her identity. So the vice principal that one student had the hots for and the lazy ass science teacher introduced the complex mechanics for the first round of the finals that you need to pass to get into the grand final, which you need to pass to participate in the big idol contest. Got that? The episode ends with Shotaro tied up to force him to perform with another idol group. Something I realized this episode, yes, I have been saying this a lot. There's just a lot of revelations about this incredibly complex series I have made. There are lots of interesting groups with interesting characters. There is just nowhere near enough time to flesh them out. And I don't even mean flesh them out fully, but just enough airtime so you have a basic idea of their character. Episode 9. The evil capture of Shotaro, his old model friend, goes to feed him, trying to get some Stockholm Syndrome going, but Shotaro like, Ew, I ain't eating any food you give me. His captor runs off to leave a glass within reaching distance of the person he is tied up with rope. Ain't a smart one, is he? Shotaro gets out realizing the room is locked. Duh and that it's bugged. So he whacks a water bowl against the wall going, I'm a fuck my face till you don't want me anymore, model boy! Which gets Captor and Dumbass trying to break into the room and save him. Where he states, even if my group's less popular than yours, I'll never leave it for yours. Like, this kid never heard of Produce 101 or something? Since today literally every fucking group is performing, the only people available to help run the event is the Evil Student Council and its evil group. So Aaron Yeager's just like, fuck it, I ain't competing with another group anyway, may as well join up with my old group. Scratch that, because every fucking group is performing, the only people available to help run the event is the entire remainder of the student body who aren't part of the idol classes. You literally see them all attending this event to vote but not to actually help run it. The Sentai group, I think I called them the ninja group last week, my bad, they are Sentais. 
They go up against the extra evil boy band with the evil man idol prince villain person and the leader of the Sentais is like, yeah, your leader is sickly, so I'm gonna wear him out. Ah yes, perform so hard you cause the sick kid to pass out. Does he realize in this situation that makes him the bad guy? It's weird, you have these two perform, but you don't get to see their performance. I wonder why. Anyway, next up is Trickstar with three members. Not four. And oh my god, oh my god, it's fucking rabbits! Not a drill, a rabbit's performance! <gasps> it's so cute! They dance on top of a massive macaron, and they hop, and they butt butts together. And they run real fast without getting anywhere. I love it. I love how this anime loves them too. They get so much more airtime than all the groups that are Trickstar. And fucking Trickstar. I mean, they've already had other performances in this series. So it's not a biggie. Their stage is bland and they only get still shots and about 30 seconds of their song played. But it is a better song than Rabbits. Sorry, boys. And afterwards, or, or before... Flatchon gets a head pat and he's all happy. Did you hear that, guys? A rabbit's member got a head pat and was happy. This is top quality content. Episode 10, it starts with some narration of last week's episode from Producer-chan. It's nice that they're actually giving her something to do. And there's a random shot of that main little cunt from Cute Highest Defense Club Love. It's the same voice actor and even has the same hair and shit. And wow, would you ever believe it? It's another flashback episode! Yay! A flashback on episode 10, which is just before the series ends. Fantastic! So it's about the evil idol and this new cunt with blue hair, and his name is... Alba! <laughs> it's when they're deciding on who should be the eccentrics of the school. Wow, it's all those guys that I already know about. How exciting. Rock Vampire Eccentric appears after coming back from the sister school in New York. Come on, there's no fucking idol school in New York. Evil Man's disposition is so weak he has a heart monitor on his wrist. And his rich ass family comes a running when it gets too low as opposed to, you know, an ambulance. And when they call to pick him up he's like, Don't come in the limo, I don't want to draw attention to myself. Bluebachan finds some secret passage and there's pink smoke coming out from behind this mysterious door with a skull handle. Ooh! And he walks in on this guy as he's chanting, Abracadabra! Hocus Pocus! Like, these are the most bland basic spell words. There's a fucking pentagon drawn on the fucking ground. Dry's gonna have thought of something slightly more archaic for him to say than what your standard children's magician would. Anyway, Bluebell like, hey, you were that weird kid at my mum's dance school that always dressed as a girl. He goes back to Evil Boy Band Man and he like, I found this guy in the basement. And Evil Man's like, great, I'm sold. And he becomes an eccentric. After the eccentrics have been hot shit for a while, Evil Idol Man and Bluebachan meet up. So my boyfriend watched the last half of this episode with me. And he pointed out how Evil Man's hair curls under his eye. And then the wind's blowing and it is 100% getting in his eye. And he is not reacting in the slightest. Like, this is so non-aesthetic and driving me mad. 
Blubachad mentions how the five eccentrics are the only ones getting any media attention and jobs and Evil Man's like, yes, with this system it's unfair how only the talented ones get these opportunities. No. No, it's good that it's only the people who are competent at being idols that get to be idols. And then Evil Man asks Blubachan to be in his idol unit. Fine! And he opens the window and blinds to create a dramatic wind-blowing effect when he answers, Yes! The annoying Ranger Twins ending is just them randomly listing DJ terms in sentences and hoping that they make sense. Episode 11! Part 2 of a flashback! Yay! If this series is 12 episodes long, a third of it would have been flashbacks. The evil man's plan was to convince everyone to hate the eccentric so that they could put the current shitty system in place. Producer Chan gets a whole line of narration. So that's nice. Evil man says, It's like a card game. You mean it is. It is a card game. It is a shitty money-making gacha idol-raising card game. Vampire Man comes back from England, because apparently there is also a sister school in England. I'm sure it's run by Simon Cowell, and he is nothing but overjoyed by helping more Asian-based boy bands break into the British music industry. And gets Blubachan to read kanji, because he hasn't read it since he was overseas, and after a whole, what, two months at most away, he can no longer read? Not only is Blubachan nice, but he's also very stupid and believes this. And as he leans forward, Vampire Man jumps behind him and hugs him and goes, Oh, you really must watch yourself so you don't get taken advantage of. Or you could just, you know, not molest him. Evil Man comes along and is like, Whilst you were away, we put in this policy of no rape. And Blubachan responds, No, it's fine. It's because I didn't watch myself. It's me, the victim's fault. Then Vampire Man responds, You've been responsible for all the problems happening at the sister schools, haven't you? How much power does this one sick child hold? And why is he using it for something as minor as fucking up the school system? There's a lot of dramatic anger talk of how basically instead of the five of the eccentric five groups being popular, it's now just fine. This takes up like half the episode. We get it, he's evil. By the way, everyone pronounces fine. Fine. It adds an extra syllable for Christ's sake. Just before fine go on to perform, evil men like... Oh yeah, your contracts end after this performance. And Blubachan like, no! And Evil Man like, you mean you weren't just in this for all the money I paid you? Like I said, he nice and dumb. It flakes back to the present, where everyone except Evil Man has been replaced in fine, and it shows that Trickstar beat rabbits, and they didn't even have all their members. This was indeed a truly sad day for everyone. Music especially. You could even call this the second day that the music died. <laughs> Alright. Episode 12. There was a bit of a break since I watched the last episode due to life. And it opened up with all of rabbits. And oh, I forgot how much I love rabbits. Damas Chan's little rabbit's friend brings him food. And he just goes, yeah, pop it there. And his rabbit friend is all sad. At least he apologised, otherwise I'd be mad. 
fine perform. And you will school president passes out, but apparently no one notices because they black out the lights and the perverted genius behind rabbits goes, Woohoo, look at me! And oh my gosh, that boring band member with the famous parents has decided to join back with Trickstar after all. I like how everyone is still surprised he changed his mind, even though he obviously didn't perform with fine. Oh yeah, everyone congratulates him for coming back and changing his mind, but no one thanks producer Chan for bringing him back to the venue. Trickstar gets up to perform and dumbass Chan like, Yo villain, I'm very stupid, nice to meet ya. Trickstar performs and they have glow in the dark outfits, ooh fancy. See, Trickstar are the only group without a gimmick, they're just a boy band. Even Fan have a, the princely gimmick. So yeah, they're kinda bland compared to all the other groups. And since it's the final, aka DDD round, it's a special member per member round because rhythm game mechanics! After Trickstar's performance, they all fall down in exhaustion because they work so hard. And Evil Man goes, now act professional. The performance isn't over until the curtain closes. Bitch, you literally passed out on stage. You can't say shit. So fine, win, but only just, which, since it's the DDD round, they have to have a rematch, but Evil President decides they can't be fucked. Trickstar are very happy for a group he won purely because the competition couldn't be fucked performing again. they like, yeah, the revolution won! I mean, compared to the real life revolutions of people protesting, you know, for climate change and less influence from China and Black Lives Matter, revolting to make a, a rhythm game system less shit seems menial in comparison. Evil Man says, you need love to be an idol, though it's not the only thing. Did, did I just see a character from an idol anime say that idols need talent and frame it as a positive thing? Ah, lol, we probably meant they also need to be hot and not date or something. The winner gets to perform the encore and dumbass Chan asks Evil Man if Fan would like to perform and he's like, dude... I literally turned down doing the performance to keep our win. You think I want to perform again? Did you not see me pass out before? Maybe that's why I'm not performing, so that I don't die. And therefore everyone joins in the encore, yay! Rabbits stand in a line doing the same pose with the same magic amount of midriff showing! And that's it for now! That's right ladies and gentlemen, season 2 is continuing on right after season 1! Now all these flashbacks make a bit more sense! From the looks of the end of the episode is just focusing on the groups on the national competition. No, I need more rabbits! And it's going to feature on a cruise ship. Man, I can't wait for them to, co to compete in the Rock, Paper, Scissors card tournament in order to clear their debt. And that was episode 10 of Anime for Trash Trailers. Join us next week for the continuation of Ensemble Stars and Sufferable Weeb on Instagram and Tumblr. Thank you. Bye.